Hi, guys. You Hello, thought I was going to be super excited, didn't you? Like, and do my general, like, welcome back. Kind of trying to make it sound a little bit creepier because yet again, we're going to go ahead and do another spooky themed episode, which has been super entertaining to do recently. But we truly do welcome back all of you because it's always so great to have our our everyday listeners, our weekly tr- you know, people, as well as the opportunity to hang out with my BFF. So, so hello, everybody. And again, as we say every week, thank you for joining us for another fun filled episode on apples and oranges. We do truly appreciate everybody who does listen to us every single um, week as well as sharing our podcasts and all that fun stuff. So thanks for joining us for another Halloween themed episode. I must say that we are super excited about our Halloween themed episodes. We we like made a list and everything months ago about them. We really did. And I, you know, I'm not sure that we're going to have time to touch base on everything that we want to touch base on, but that's okay because then we have stuff set up for, you know, October of 2020. Should we have the willpower to continue doing this as long as that? <laughs> you guys start sharing um, and we become popular throughout the world as so many of these podcasters do. Just as a recap though, some of the episodes that we've touched base on recently, we had Raspberry last week. Raspberry, yeah? We did. We had Raspberry and we discussed um, Freddy versus Jason, two of the most iconic horror movie um, movie series that are out there. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's another one that we probably could have continued talking about for a little bit the week before. We had a return guest who was visibly disappointed that we couldn't continue talking. Yes. Go ahead. And we discussed um, horror movies and all the different types of genres of horror movies that are out there. And really, we decided that I don't watch any horror movies. (laughs) Unless you're, which is funny because you're actually so, so visibly um, and, and physically involved in scary, uh, like haunted houses every year because of your husband and sons. But I do. Uh, I, I, we go to Hello Scream every year. We go to Horror Nights every year, but I don't watch the movies. I you did don't. just recently, you went to Horror Nights this last weekend, and I this need to hear weekend. more about it. Yeah. So um, we do need to touch base on that maybe in our next episode because I think that's going to kind of touch base on something that'll represent or relate a little bit, a little bit better back to, to that topic. But this one, we've decided to kind of take it a little bit more old school. Very um, old school. And simplicity. And it's going to be that childhood reminiscence of trick-or-treating that apparently not all of us are familiar with. Because literally four and a half minutes ago, I just found <laughs> something new about my best friend. And that would be that you don't, you never went what? Um, I never went trick-or-treating as a child. So growing up, my parents didn't believe in trick-or-treating. And so we never we never went trick-or-treating. We always went to church on Halloween and did the church events at Halloween. And we never, ever went trick-or-treating. The first time did I went you're... trick-or-treating as, was as an adult when I took my kids. But that was did it. You're... I never went trick-or-treating as a kid. Okay. So also, I want to touch base on the fact that your parents are some of the most, like, understanding and accepting people I've ever met so I'm kind of caught off guard by this but also (laughs) they are both actively committed to their religious um I don't even want to say parties but they're they're still actively part they are they're very active in church still and I I I know they don't go trick-or-treating um (laughs) but I I think they I think they participate in the church events at the church that they go to i'm not really sure if they do or don't but um yeah we never me and my sisters never went trick-or-treating as kids did Um, you do trunk or treating we did trunk or treating at church yeah but we didn't do like we didn't go door to door and literally i didn't go door to door until i was an adult with my kids and that's the first time i ever went trick-or-treating as just in general um when my kids were younger but now I just sit and hand out the candy I don't go trick-or-treating now and you don't even hand out candy but we're going to touch base on that later because that's another thing where I was like how are we friends um (laughs) (laughs) but uh some of my most fond memories growing up were we grew up on um an air force base that's kind of one of the bonding things between apple and myself is the fact that we both grew up 
somewhat affiliated. She married into the military lifestyle. I grew up into the military lifestyle. Um, So we grew up on uh, an Air Force base and my mother, God bless her soul, always took us trick-or-treating every single year. And she knew all of the hotspots. We knew where all the military officers lived because those were the people that were going to be handing out the full-size candy bars versus enlisted but the enlisted people were always the ones that had the best little like haunted walkways up to where they were handing out candy and my mom would walk us till our feet were raw because she always had the three of us as well as some of the neighborhood kids and a couple of the neighborhood moms and we loved it my favorite costume of memory of all time this is going to be circa 1992 or 1993 I was little (laughs) Yeah, I was super little. I could not decide whether I wanted to be a witch or I wanted to be a vampire. So my parents let me be both. There you and, go. And as a witch, though, I wasn't the traditional witch with the hat. I did have the hat. But there was this plastic sheet cover thing that went over me that made me look like I was dressed like a witch. Um, and then they popped in some plastic teeth. I don't know. So, um, so, like, do you have a photo of this? Because I need to see this. I don't. I don't. I don't know that. You know, my mom might somewhere in the house have photos of us as Halloween. And I did. If for she years. does, I need a photo of this. <laughs> I did for years. Um, the whole like when I was older, my parents always supported us trick or treating because it, it, it continued to be a safer alternative to whatever else was going on at the time. Um, but. I was a hobo for several years. My oldest trick-or-treated, I think it was his freshman year that was the last year that he trick-or-treated in high school. So he trick-or-treated for, yeah, I think he was like 15, 14 or 15 that he finally stopped trick-or-treating. So, and then this past year, my, uh, my youngest stopped trick-or-treating and he was 15. So yeah, my kids did it until they were, you know, well into their teens. Baby cat um, is going to trick-or-treat. We've already got, she doesn't know what she wants to be as far as trick-or-treating where we are currently. There is a, an affluent neighborhood that my wife's mom taught in and at a private, or it's not even a private school, but it was definitely a hoity-toity school. So she's grown up in this local area and we know all these families and I've become very familiar with them due to my former employer. Um, so every year it's kind of an event for not just baby cat, but also for the wife and I, and this is the first year that we've decided what we're going to dress up as together and then baby cat's going to do her thing but she always waits until the last minute to decide what she wants to be she's kind of getting a little nervous it's only one of the biggest decisions of the year let's be honest she she literally every day like pulls me aside in the kitchen and she's like i don't know what i want to be for halloween yet here's idea a b c and d but she it's never anything like traditionally feminine so like last year she really wanted to be a werewolf but not like the girly werewolf she wanted the adult-sized mask and to be terrifying i don't and i don't even remember i think she ended up being a power ranger but this year she's touched base on harry potter she's touched base on being a vampire she's it's so much more fun as an adult i think because it's a completely different idea I know when my boys were younger, I mean, what they were going to be for Halloween was the decision of the year. Actually, for my oldest, what he dresses up as for Halloween, even as an adult, is the most important decision of the year. So, I mean, I can understand why it's like taking a long time um, for her to make this decision. To me, it makes sense. Um, so all of that being said, we just talked about our personal histories with trick-or-treating and we're going to segue into me doing a little bit of a history lesson. Where's my paperwork? Um, to, for those of us who don't, for those of you who are constantly listening to us, um, Orange has actually printed out notes for this week's episode. So this is a big deal. It is. I was at work actually when I had the opportunity and uh, to, to do some research. I knew some of this stuff already, but um, I'm never able to access any of the notes that I do make. I just send them to Apple and hope that she'll kind of cue me appropriately. So I figured this time I would be the adult and surprise all of you. <laughs> With a print off from Wikipedia, as well as me reading some uh, some other documents on history.com. So uh, um, with all of that being said, we're going to kind of touch base on the history of where did trick-or-treating 
come from and like all good holidays that have been taken over by mainstream America there's two important <laughs> segues. there's two and two important segues into the creation of what Halloween is as we know it today so originally Halloween started out as a Celtic pagan tradition and then got taken over by uh, capitalistic America who wanted to make money on the sale of candy Let's take a step back, though, and I feel like that's kind of like how Christmas started out as, how Easter started out as. It was like a pagan religion, religious holiday that Christianity scooped up, and then, you know, 2,000 years in the future or, or 700 years in the future, um, capitalistic America is making yeah, but, a ton of but America holiday. isn't the only ones who celebrate Halloween. I thought Halloween so- was celebrated around the world. It's not huge around the world. There's only, it's very, it's very um, spotty and we'll touch base. It is celebrated in some countries in Europe. So trick-or-treating as we know it and in the Hispanic cultures, but that's slightly different. You can, I think that'd be a good topic for you to talk about. Um, Halloween as we know started off the first resemblance of it started off about 2000 years ago in what is now known as areas of Ireland, Scotland, Great Britain, and Northern France. It's, it's the Celtics. And it was celebrated as Samhain, which is really just a fancy recognition of the transition between um, summer and fall slash, slash into winter. Uh, it was a ceremony where and I should know this because my parents still touch base on it every once in a while. Um, I'm reading. <laughs> Give me just a second. Well, okay. So Sam Hain and, and it's, there's uh, bonfires, which are still really big in a lot of um, corn mazes and so forth. And, and there was, it's just a recognition of the end of one time frame during the year to another. And that's uh, with Celtic and Druidic and pre-Christian faiths. So many of their religious ceremonies and or recognitions are truly just a, a acknowledgement of the fact that one season is ending and another one's beginning. Fast forward. So it's talking about like, therefore, so it basically like the harvest has come in. Yes. And we're celebrating the end of the harvest, the beginning of winter. Yes. Which is slightly, um, it's slightly sooner than you would think. But I guess if you think about it, like, so their, their growth, growing season, especially in like Northern Europe, is substantially smaller than ours is. So they have to prepare sooner than we do. And therefore they're like in a period of like, let's celebrate while we have food. And then for the next six months until Easter comes, we're just going to live off of the bare necessities. Um, So how did it become October 31st? uh, Well, good question. Um, (laughs) This is why we're going to in charge of all this history. Like transitioning into, to the, uh, the middle ages where I'm also not even just going to touch base on the date, but the, the idea of costuming as well as treating and or tricking. Um, middle age is a tradition of mumming on a certain holiday in parts of Britain and Ireland. Again, we're going to stick to that basic area. Um, it's involving going door to door in costume performing short scenes or parts in exchange for food and drink. So it was their fancy way of begging almost. They did a little skit or tricking and then they were gifted money or food. Uh, and most of that was done in costumes. So the co- uh, this says the custom of trick-or-treating on Halloween may come from the belief that supernatural beings or the souls of the dead roam the earth at this time and needed to be appeased. So there's two things that need to be, there's mumming and then there's guising. So costumizing, guising, I'm not sure. It makes sense in my head. But as far as guising goes, it's the same concept, except they were going door to door asking for food, coin, or some sort of reimbursement in the exchange for being willing to 
pray for affluent members of society's dead family members, which kind of touches base on uh, a very Hispanic-based culture. On Dia de los Muertos? Which is where they give homage to their dead family members, right? Um, yeah, so what they do is they do, um, they, people have, like, altars in their house, and on these altars are pictures of family members who have since passed, and so they leave ofrendas, um, which are, like, offerings to honor the people who have since passed in your family, um, between, sorry, starting on, um, on Halloween day, and it ends on um for this, this year it's ending on november 2nd which is uh, the day of the dead which is dia de los muertos i thought that was kind of the time frame so it's crazy how it, this kind of expands to so many different cultures but i think it's just because really in my personal opinion so many religious holidays or celebrations that we all celebrate they all come from similar bases so how it became october 31st we're going to touch base on guising, which became, we, I mentioned just a little bit ago, it became super popular in 16th and 17th century Scotland. Again, the same concept where they would, um, I'm reading, man, I don't know. So it touches base on, on a lot of stuff. What ends up happening, though, is that um, a large group of people during the potato famine of Ireland, as well as um, people immigrating from northern Scotland into the areas of southern Canada, brought this celebration with them into the late 19th century. So you're looking at like 1895 to 1905, where they would dress up in masks, go around that time frame. Again, this is all Sam Hainish. So the end of October, early November, and knock on doors um, to offer homage for, for the, the deaths of their family members and receive gifts in exchange. So first, it says the first reference of guising in North America occurs in 1911. Uh, another reference to ritual begging Again, on Halloween appears Place Unknown in 1915 and then in Chicago in 1920. The first known recorded use of trick-or-treating appears in 1927. So before it was never knocking on the door and saying trick-or-treat, it was they would knock on the door, perform a task, or offer to pray for your family and be provided with gifts or repayment for that. Um, and this is about the time frame where it starts transitioning from Sam, Sam Hain to Hollow Mass, or and then in 1927 it's Ween with a, a weird apostrophe between the two E's and Ween. Um, hmm. Halloween provided an opportunity for real strenuous fun. No real damage was was done except for the temper of some who had to hunt for wagon wheels, gates, wagons, barrels, etc. Much of which decorated the front street. So this is about the time frame where the tricks started, started transitioning from acts of entertainment to the um, mischievous and mischievous acts of doing things like modern day society would describe as like lighting a bag of dog poop on your front doorstep. It, <laughs> it, it, um, it starts doing where these kids especially during the great depression when in world war ii where there's so much frustration in the general environment of the united states this is when young teens were going out and doing riots or looting or doing the the general just doing bad things i guess which is what so many people associate kind of with the idea of tricks in the 21st century this is also where at post-world war ii there was a candy obviously there's a sugar 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 shortage during world war ii due to the war um so really yeah so did you not know that no i did not i know that people like they did a lot of things to like 
on the home front to you know for our soldiers and everything but i didn't know that there was a sugar shortage they sacrificed sugar meat and other necessities or quote-unquote necessities to be donated to to the war to front. the war effort yeah. yeah so and sugar was a big part of that because sugar yeah. is a temporary energy provider so they were making like candy bars and sending them to the front so that our our soldiers GIs. yeah were um were rejuvenated i guess even morally is a is kind of a way so trick-or-treating had gotten popular ish during the 20s and 30s um trick-or-treating as we know it with the candy the the war hit it died off obviously because nobody's thinking about things like that with all the soldiers in europe and and the asian front um or east eastern pacific front and then after world war ii everything started getting back into that post-war baby boom trying to establish a family normality and that's when it became super big one of the first references of trick-or-treating in social media or not even social media but media in general i think is in 1952 with a peanut script and that's when Hmm. candy businesses i.e corporate america started taking like nestle and hershey started taking notice to the ability to make money so currently right now americans just americans and it is celebrated in other countries i'm not sure um i know that i've seen references to northern england or to england and the great britain and all of that i'm not sure about a whole lot of europe i didn't go into that so much but it's curious but americans spend on average 2.6 is it billion or million i'm assuming it's million um, $2.6 million a year on candy for Halloween. Do they really? And then... It, you wonder what? I'm not surprised. Right. All of my research, I know that I've kind of ranted for the last 15 minutes straight, but it does touch base on trunk or treating and the fact that, and I think it's important to mention it, so um, when post or post-war America, when things started getting happier excuse me and people you know teenagers started making the tricks of halloween less about dances and performances and more about like acts of just not goodness um that's when religious factors and christian's faith and and I'm not even going to limit it to Christian faith because I'm pretty sure the mosque up the road from my house, as well as the synagogue, they both do events during this time of frame or time of year where they do stuff like trick or treating or um, fall festivals where they celebrate, but it's in a safer environment. And that was the intention. And I think that's kind of the intention that your parents had. I think it was um, because I mean, especially these days, I feel like you don't know what you're going to get. Like, you know what I mean? You don't know if people have put stuff in the candy. You don't know, you know, what those people are doing in their house. Not that you go in their house, but you know what I mean? You don't know unless you go to a section of your area where you know the people and you know, you know what I mean? And so I think that's why a lot, you see a lot of churches who have huge Halloween events because it's a safe place for the kids to go. There is a ton in the town that I live in currently because there's a ton of really large churches and they're all within a short distance. We don't participate. I have in um, that town south of where we were in. I I feel like I can't even say the name of it, but I think you know what I'm referencing. Uh Um, Where there's this giant church and every year that the trunk or trading is so, like people show up from outside of the church group to park yeah. our cars well yeah i mean people like you don't have to be a member of that church to participate in the church event it's a reason for people to, to invite their friends to come to church exactly. but um yeah i mean ch- church events i think i think from what i've noticed um they are getting bigger and bigger simply because it is a safe place for families to go trick-or-treating regardless of whether or not they believe in the christian faith or regardless of whether or not they go to that church it's a safe place for the kids. And that, at the end of the day, is what matters. I think that kind of started back about the time frame that I was trick-or-treating. And I think maybe you'll remember this. And I don't know if it's something that the bases that you were stationed on with your husband ever offered. But they would, the, the hospitals would offer an x-ray candy for you. Yep, yep. they would. Um, 
I, and dentists would pay you by the pound so you wouldn't need it exactly they still do that <laughs> i wonder though if if it's more so not just the fact that it's safer but i've noticed a, de- a decline and i don't know if it's just my general disappointment from the from the street that i live on currently versus what i grew up with understanding and my parents say the same thing that they're always the only ones that have their porch light on um, offering candy and nobody ever comes to their doors. So I will say this. The last year was the first year that we lived in the house where I currently live in. And I live in a very, I live in a pretty big subdivision and there's a ton of kids. Like you see the bus stop and there I mean, kids come out of everywhere for the bus stop. So not knowing what my year was going to be like, I bought three humongous bags of candy because in my old neighborhood, people, we lived in the neighborhood where people would like, they'd come, they would drive into my neighborhood. They would park on the sides coming into my neighborhood to get the candy in my old neighborhood. So I did not know what to expect, but I expected a lot of kids because, again, there's a ton of kids everywhere here. I had leftover candy for weeks. Yep. I did. I was like, I took it to the office. I was like, because somebody's got to eat this candy. Um, because, yeah, it's just, it. I don't think, I, I think while, and because churches, you don't have, like, I, well, back in the day, they just asked that you didn't have a scary costume. So you could dress up as much as you wanted to go to church, you know what I mean? The church events. And I think right. it's the same way it is now. And I really think that people are not trick-or-treating as much as they used to. And I could be completely wrong about this. But I noticed that in my subdivision, I hardly got any kids last year. And we were out there on my driveway with my light on. You know, all my ki- all of my Halloween inflatables were up and nobody. And that's the thing, like, in our neighborhood, um, our one neighbor every year decorates the same way, and it's a Peanuts decoration, and it's adorable, and it's great, but they do stuff seasonally anyways. But there's nobody, and and most of the people in this neighborhood have been living here since my wife grew up. So she's familiar with them. We go to, as I mentioned previously, another neighborhood who was huge into it's a it's an affluent neighborhood near where I used to work but the entire neighborhood gets involved and there's people on golf carts and other we always drive over there and just walk to go see all the people that we know and I think that's more so what it's become it's it's not as widespread of a celebrated event anymore just like so many it's and we will touch base on this I'm sure in two months when we're talking about Christmas lights People don't decorate the way that they used to. They don't celebrate. And I haven't. However, if you walk into a Lowe's or Target, whatever, you think everybody should be celebrating based on the way that they have decorations. Exactly. But I think it's because they are appealing to a certain group of people who are, it's like our generation who are still nostalgic enough. Every year we decorate. Now, my parents didn't decorate for Halloween, but my parents did. My mom would take us trick-or-treating. My dad handed out candy every single year. He had his light on on that front porch until we came home every Mm -hmm. single year. And my parents still, even though they know nobody is going to be there, and I think a lot of it has to do with my baby brother still being close to the area where he goes to their house every Halloween and decorates in one shape or form. Because for him, it's, it's his way of holding on to nostalgia. Every year, we take our 12-year-old, our, our baby cat, and, and my wife and I, and we go and buy some sort of cheap Dollar Tree decorations. Though this year, we did step up our game and buy some stuff from the spirit store only because it's um, reminiscent of some of our favorite movies growing up as use. But we're holding on to that tradition because I think it's important for us to pass it on to our daughter. Well, we decorate. So I will say this, we do decorate every year. And back again, before I moved here, I did have the scary, scary house on the block like that. Like kids were scared to walk up to get the candy because I had this huge three headed dog inflatable thing and his head would move. No, sorry. He was one headed, but his head would move back and forth. And, I mean, kids were literally scared of my house. And I had the Headless Horseman inflatable. I mean, Halloween is our thing. And so coming here, I have a very small yard where I live now. And so I can't put up nearly as much as my Halloween stuff as I have. But this year, we actually won't be home for Halloween. So I made the decision not to even decorate for Halloween this year. 
I'm kind of heartbroken about that because every year that I've known you, you've decorated. I do. I do. I decorate my inside of the house, the outside of the house, everything. And I just, you want to wait? I, we're not, we're not going to be here. So I was like, you want to wait? I'm just, I, I did put up my, so I, as, as our listeners know, I'm a huge Disney person. So I have a Mickey Mouse that goes up to about my hip and uh, sorry, my thigh. And he's dressed as a vampire. And then I have my Minnie Mouse and she's dressed as a witch. And I did put them up inside the house this year, but that's all I've done so far. I haven't done, I haven't done much and it feels really odd, but at the same time, I know I'm not going to be here for Halloween. And so therefore I don't want my house, you know what I mean? To even, I don't want kids to get confused, even though my lights won't be on. So I just decided not to do it this year. Do you wonder, uh, I, Do you think a part of it is because also it, you're you're realizing that you're not going to have a trick-or-treater in your house? Um, no, because he didn't trick-or-treat last year. He sat out there with me and handed out the candy last year. And honestly, if I was, if we were going to be home, we would have been putting up our decorations this weekend. That's what exactly that... Um, the wife and I were talking about, we have some things up inside, but honestly, our house is kind of smorgasbord of random. I have like a nightmare before Christmas cuckoo clock. We have some stuff from, um, from New Orleans that we have hung up year round, but we also did go by the same stuff that we kind of, we have some stuff that we went ahead and put up, but we still need to do, I try and always do a little like fake graveyard in the front yard because it makes, baby cat super excited she loves us getting involved in stuff like that and i dread the day when she doesn't care anymore um no my youngest still cares about like decorating for for halloween like we like to go to target and lowe's and see what they have and then purchase items that i really don't need but i will purchase them and put them up i just like i said we're not going to be here and then the weekend after halloween i have company coming and so i just didn't want it was just going to be a big thing. And I was like, you want to what? No, I just, I'm just not going to trick or treat. I'm just not going to decorate this year. I will put up my Halloween uh, wreath probably tomorrow. I have to get my husband to dig it, dig it out. I was going to ask um, if you had brought up the wreath yet. No, I was going to have my husband do that tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I am going to do that, but that's really about it this year. So um, I don't know. It's very different, but it's, you know, next year it's on. Like, I'm totally doing it next year because I'll be home for Halloween. <laughs> I think next year so, is going to be a big change for, for us as well. I think that's going to be the first year that we think that we can take Baby Cat to the haunted houses. So we may cut back on the decorating and save some of those funds for experience, letting her experience haunted houses for the first time. And I'm kind of excited about that because I love them personally. But that's a whole other podcast. So you are transitioning. So we, since well, part of trick-or-treating is candy, like you talked about. And the candy sale. So we thought we would, uh, we looked up a whole bunch of lists about different types of candy. And so we thought we'd talk about it. This is so not I, me. This is entirely Apple. She did her research and I applaud her for it. So I went on the, on the, went on the webs, the webs, the <laughs> internet. And I asked, what are the top candies for Halloween? So what do you think are the top candies for Halloween, Orange? Like if you had to name five off the top of your head, what do you think they were? Not your five favorites because we're going to do that later. But five candies that you think are the most popular at Halloween. Reese's, Snickers, Butterfinger, Skittles, Starburst. Holy cow. Did I get them so, all? <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> not in the order, but yes, everything you listed was on the order. So the number one Halloween candy, according to Wikipedia, is Reese's. Yep. Snickers. <laughs> M&M's. Oh, I forgot about this. Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't specify what kind of evidence. It just says evidence. Um, Kit Kats, Ooh. Skittles, and it has candy corn on the list. Uh, I don't like candy corn. Let's talk about this real quick. I have my supervisor is work at work as well as one of my coworkers who probably never listens to this, but she should. They are literally <laughs> eating candy corn like by the Ziploc bag. I do That's not disgusting. understand you people. I will say the only way that I can appreciate candy corn is Hershey's has a candy bar, like a white chocolate candy bar that has candy corn bits included. It's obviously diabetes. It makes my... (laughs) (laughs) But, y'all, candy corn is like black licorice. You have no soul if you enjoy it. I will have maybe one candy corn a year. 
not a bag, just a candy single candy corn. My, my coworker, um, I, I wish I don't even know how to describe her. We're going to call her Mississippi. Um, Mississippi, we had a team huddle this morning. She's about 100 pounds soaking wet, maybe 115. She's tall and thin and really pretty and very adventurous and, and just outgoing. During our team huddle, she is eating candy corn, and this is at 9.30 in the morning. I was just uh, about to ask, what time of the day was yeah. it at? And out of a Ziploc bag, drinking a Red Bull. Oh, my God. That's corporate America right there, guys. How is she not, like, bouncing off the wall? She's ADD. Oh, so there's, a lot, or there's some medication involved that kind of centers her, but still, like, <laughs> I'm like, how are you eating candy corn, period, let alone at 9.30 in the morning? I just can't. Like I tell you, I have like maybe one candy corn, not a bag, maybe one candy corn a year. Like, remember last year? I think it was last year, the year before, M&M's came out with the candy corn M&M's. So oh, yeah. I, I can't tell you the last time I had candy corn. So, I know, it's disgusting. Okay, so moving right along, Starburst. I love Starburst. Twists, Butterfingers, Jolly Ranchers, and Hot Tamales. I want to know what neighborhood is handing out hot tamales. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that, like when I well, saw that on the list, I was like, hot tamales. Because there's I, a bunch of different types of tamales. <laughs> Christmas. No, um, I feel like that is, that's going to be regional. And I feel like our good, is it cherry? I don't know, your sister. Um, I can't get these fruits straight. Cherry, yes. Cherry, I was right. Yes, I'm doing great. Two for two tonight. Um, I feel like that is something that cherry and raspberry are going to be able to agree upon perhaps this Halloween. I don't know if cherry hands out candy. Yes. So she does. She, her personal goal is to have the scariest. That's like our goal, I guess, for me and her to have the scariest house on the block. So this weekend, her and her husband and my son are actually decorating this weekend for Halloween. Cherry, I know you're going to listen to this. I need pictures personally, because I I need to be able to judge because I think. If there's not a smoke machine involved or some sort of black light, you're not doing it right, personally. But I'm wondering, <laughs> though, if that is it's a, 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 a southwestern U.S. sort of situation. I don't where... remember handing those, like, eating those as a kid. Well, of course not. You were church trick-or-treating. Um... We had candy. <laughs> that, I just figured the heat concept. I'm not Im- imagining New England or the Midwest handing those out. And I don't know that I've ever gotten them in a bag growing up. I don't hand them out. I don't know. I don't know why they're on the list, but they're the bottom of the list. So the next, the next thing I Googled was, uh, well, Google told me to ask was, what is the top selling candies per state? And so since we both live in the same state, uh, according to USA Today, these are the top three candies in our state. Are you ready? I am. Snickers. Yep. Skittles. And Reese's. Mm. Okay, perfect. I would replace personally just as, I don't know, Skittles are kind of, it's, I don't know. I think they're overrated personally. Um, but we I don't, have, I only like the original Skittles. I don't like the sour Skittles or any of the other flavors they have these days. So they did have a sweet heat Skittle for a little bit that was actually kind of legit. But that again is me playing on torturing my taste buds. Uh, we need to touch base on something that we haven't touched base on at this point and it's that weird thing that you hand out for candy every year because it's not candy okay so i a couple years ago decided to hand out chips for halloween because it's Mm -hmm. not your normal thing you get for halloween because everybody gets candy and i was like oh my god they're on sale i'm gonna hand out chips so I handed out chips, and my kids, you would have thought I was killing them. They were like, Mom, nobody's going to want this. I can't believe you bought this. This is the most horrible thing you've ever done. Like, they thought it was the end of Halloween. So, mind you, I did not think it was the end of Halloween. They swore to God it was the end of Halloween. So when kids came up and I was handing out chips, they were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Because it's something different. But what were you handing out? Were you handing out like bags of Doritos? or? I was handing out Doritos and Cheetos and pretzels. So yeah, the pretzels could go screw themselves personally. <laughs> like what's the point <laughs> handing out pretzels during Halloween or in general? But well, because they were in the, they, I bought these, they were, they were these huge boxes of, of uh, chips and it was like 
it was Doritos, Cheetos, and pretzels. They were like all in this box. And they were like two fifty for a box of like I don't know, like a hundred of them or something. Really? Like Target that what? Yeah, they were su- They were cheaper than the candy. I would have handed out chips too. And so I was like, oh my god, it's cheaper than the candy. And so I had, I thought, I thought I was doing something cool. And my kids are like, negative, mom. They would not like they. I'm not allowed to buy chips anymore. They think it's like like cruelty to to like Halloween if I buy them. <laughs> at least but you're I not handing at, out toothbrushes. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but you, know, I was at Target today, and um, the whole they have a whole aisle of non candy trick or treating things you can give out, like. Pringles and pretzels and chips and cheese balls and bags of popcorn and you name it. And I think part of the reason I think they do that these days is because there is so many kids who cannot have sugar. I was literally about to say that. I think the popularity of it due to the increase in diabetes, ADHD medication, ADD, trying people. The um, well, I mean, I don't know that that really helps with all the popcorn and and chips. But... No, but the, but like you know, they have the gluten free candy and gluten free chips and all that stuff too. It's so I mean, they're become so... much more popular. Yeah. Yes, it has become so much more popular. But I think it's because my kids grew up on candy, 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 candy at Halloween. The idea of handing out something else is like completely foreign to them. Oh, I see. Random fact that I forgot to mention during the history of. Halloween and trick-or-treating 1920s early 19 teens uh, America you know how we all have our plastic pumpkins mm-hmm. they would carve out turnips oh my god and seriously it, just as a random fact it, uh, and it wasn't so much to receive the candy they would make them lanterns to light well, that's kind of cool right like I saw I read that I don't even have the paper in front of me anymore but I remember reading that off of history.com and being like oh my god that's kind of creepy like you're taking these giant turnips scooping them out kind of like we do pumpkins adding a light and using it as a lantern okay that's pretty cool random fact sorry guys there's Um, entertainment of the day and speaking of like we were talking going back to the conversation about how there you know there's so much sugar and everything the big thing these days well not big thing but it's become quite a um a social media thing and it's I've seen it everywhere and I saw it today at Target is the teal pumpkins. So if you have a teal pumpkin on your porch, that means that you have um uh what you call it allergy safe, gluten free candy to hand out. Oh yeah. So if you see a teal pumpkin, that's what that means. And there was a whole like end cap of teal pumpkins at Target today. I was like, wow. That's entirely Target for you though. It is entirely Target, and I love that store. But anyway, so yeah, that is – I did hand that out. I'm not allowed to buy buy chips anymore because my family would probably return them for me. But I thought it was cool. I'm <laughs> just putting that out there. So now that we discussed the best kind of Halloween candy, the best kind of Halloween candy per se, now we have the top 10 worst Halloween candies. Are you – so I'm going to start with number I, 10. I'm really excited. And our way to number one. <laughs> okay, so number 10 is Bitto Honey's. What are those? Like they're those like caramel. They look like like caramel. Yes. 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 Those are disgusting. Those are like some rejected level of taffy. (laughs) Okay. So then number nine is good and plenties. Those are gross. Nobody wants that. Okay. Number eight is licorice. Again, we're going black licorice. So we're touching base on the fact that I don't even know how this. Do you know black licorice was originally creative as a way to cure stomach pains and ailments that were being affected by an upset stomach? I did not know that. This is becoming candy. It's disgusting. Just saying. Continue. (laughs) Uh, Number seven is Smarties. I kind of like Smarties. I have to be in the right mood for them personally. I do too. That yeah, you have to be in the right mood to eat smarties. Uh, number six are Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, those are the like redneck stepchild of all things candy. So ever since I started making kitty litter cake, kitty litter cake at Halloween, I no longer eat Tootsie Rolls because that is what I use to make the cat turds in the kitty litter <laughs> cake. I don't know that I've ever had your kitty litter cake, but that totally makes sense. 
So my my oldest, I think we've touched base on this before. His birthday is three days before Halloween. And so for many years, I would throw Halloween themed birthday parties and he would have kitty litter cakes as his birthday cake. I remember this actually. And one year I actually made kitty litter cake for a scout event and the scouts were like, we're not eating that. I would totally it. It sure. looks it and the candy the tootsie rolls make the poop. It's disgusting. I should make that one year, again. Um. Okay. So number five is something that I've never eaten. Is uh Nico wafers? I have seen those. So they're like you can get them at um at Cracker Barrel. They're little oh. super thin sugar wafers that have very little flavor. It's more so about the food coloring. Um. They're horrible. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't even know what those are. Uh, number four are wax cola bottles. Those are nostalgic, like hardcore. So you like rip the wax off and you suck in whatever the juice is left. Yeah, that's one of the worst Halloween candies. I can see that. Um, okay, number three are peanut butter kisses. And they have a flip, they have a picture of them. And they are those orange and black they kind of look like taffy but they're wrapped in orange and black um those are horrible those are horrible those are disgusting uh number two is even worse in my opinion are those circus peanuts i have a coworker that loves those and i wonder if she's okay mentally (laughs) those are disgusting i don't even i throw those away those are gross um and then huh I know. I don't know that I've ever received them in a Halloween basket. I'm wondering who gets oh, those out. My kids have. I throw <laughs> them out because they're disgusting. Uh, and number one are um, again candy corn. Yep. Yeah. Disgusting. Horrible. Horrible. So uh, the other, the only other list I have, and it's probably because it's the you know yoga teacher in me, I have the ten unhealthiest Halloween candies. Are Let's you ready? Go. Eating Doritos while we're talking about this. Let's okay, go. so the number one is um, Three Musketeers. I don't really like them. I don't really eat them. There's just too much mellow. Like, uh, yeah, I, well, it's a lot of caramel. Eh. No, 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 no. Three Musketeers, that's the other one. I was thinking Almond Milky Way. No, you're thinking yeah. Milky Way. Oh, Milky Way, yeah. No, I like Three Musketeers, actually. I didn't realize they were that unhealthy because I feel like they're advertised as like a lower calorie calorie alternative to candy. Um. Uh, well, hold on. Are they doing this in the order of? Oh no! Sorry, sorry. They're doing this in the order of like least to the worst. So Three Musketeers is like your least. So that'd be you know okay. Then it's Sour Patch Kids. Those are disgusting. I kind of like them. Do you? I'm a sweet and sour person. They're like. Texture contrast, flavor contrast. I like salty sweet. I like sweet and sour. If I'm going to have something sweet, it needs to, like, as the stereotypical, like, um, like gummies, I typically need some sort of contrast. You either need to provide me heat or sour. But I can only eat them in small matches. So my kids love sour everything, and I will eat, like, one, maybe two a year. Do you Not remember bags, just one or two. Huh? Warheads? Yes, oh, I hate those. Uh, uh, seventh grade Elena loved them. Continue. Uh, Milky Ways. I don't like them. There's, it's all the same like texture. Uh, Butterfingers. I like Butterfingers. Butterfingers were my favorite candy growing up. Um, okay, then Snickers. I'm not a big Snickers fan. <gasps> all the different Snickers that they have now too, with like almond butter. Which I think is adorable and is is trying to appeal to people who have peanut allergies. Love I it. need to try these. Yeah, they're good. I didn't even know that there was out there. Okay, uh, then we have Twix. I do like a Twix, but I do. the right side, not the. I'm just kidding. Uh, so they said that um, it's actually healthier to eat just the one Twix than the two Twix. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> okay, uh, Starburst. What's your flavored orange? What's your favorite? I'm sorry, orange. Uh, What is my favorite is pink. Yep, pink or red. Pink or red. I agree with those. Yes. So they are um, full of sugar. Who would have known? Then we have Fun Dip. So Fun Dip, I didn't ever associate with Halloween because that's like high-end, high-end. 
we got those if we were lucky and got the fancy Easter baskets. We either got Fun Dip or that bubble gum that looked like dip for baseball players. At, Do you remember at, that? at Easter? At Easter in our hollow or in our Easter baskets. Oh no, my kids got Fun Dip all the time. Mm-mm. I think Baby Cat has gotten it once. Um, I think Fun Dip is disgusting. It's literally it's like baby model pops where it's just like. We're going to give you this sugar thing. You're going to lick it and you're going to dip it in more sugar. Please have fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, woo, you're high on sugar. That's what that is. It is I'm disgusting. Um, okay. Next, nerds. I love nerds. So the thing about nerds, I like nerds too, but only in small doses, um, is it is pure sugar. There is literally nothing but sugar in nerds. I can see that. Sugar on sugar. Sugar on sugar. That's why nerd. Okay. And the worst Halloween candy that is out there is take five. I don't even like those. I love take fives because it's everything together. That makes sense why it's so horrible for you though. Like chocolate, caramel, pretzels, all peanuts, whatever. I don't even know what's all in there, but it, it makes sense. Uh, so it, it is full of everything that you don't need to eat. Yeah. Well, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we thought we'd also discuss our favorite Halloween candies. So, um, I only have one. And, and those, would be Re- those would be Reese's. I so, take them out of my kids' Halloween and I eat them. So, Snickers, Reese's, and um, almond, Hershey's with almonds. I might take one of the three musketeers, like the itty-bitty three musketeers. <laughs> I might take one of them every now and then. But my kids don't eat the Reese's because they're all mine. Right, like... We all end up always throwing baby cats candy candy out at the end of the the season right before Christmas because it's just not worth it. She doesn't go through it. We don't let her eat it that much. Uh, So, I mean, I'll go through the candy. Don't get me wrong. I do go through my kids' candy and make sure that it is legitimate candy. There's nothing wrong with it. But then I take the Reese's for myself. As a good parent should. Every good parent should. So, um, as we wrap up our episode today... Um, you know, because I hope it leaves everybody in a sugar coma. Uh, we thought we'd talk about our three questions. So our first question is, do you carry a wallet only or do you carry your wallet in a purse? Do you even have to ask me? Because I know that you've never seen me carry anybody's purse but yours and the wife's. I have a men's billfold that I carry in my back pocket. Though I have learned as I've gotten older that I can no longer sit on it because it does hurt my back. So it ends up in my front pocket when I get to where I'm going to be sitting. So I have a purse everywhere yeah. I go. And a matching mm-hmm. wallet. And it's a Dooney and Burke like <laughs> Disney theme. It <laughs> is. Um, I, I, I'm sure I could carry a wallet. But then I won't have enough space for everything that I need. Right. And, and it's funny because every trip that we take together, the things that I can't carry, I just automatically either. If it's, if it's with Apple, Apple has to carry them. If it's with my wife, she has to carry them. It's just how it's it is. It's true. It's true. I have another friend that every time we go somewhere, I carry her wallet in my purse as well. And I know I she's listening that. and I know she's laughing right now about that. Um, um, okay. So handmade costumes versus store-bought costumes. Go. Ain't nobody got time for handmade costumes anymore. Pinterest, as wonderful as you are, I don't have time for it. So aside from my child being a hobo, and I will say that my wife made her Batgirl one year, and it was super cute because she made her a tutu. We typically buy most of the components and throw them together. Though I will say this year, the costume that her and I are going to be together is going to be like a creepy doll. So she'll do our makeup. And we'll just wear normal clothing for it. But Baby Cat will probably have a, a store-bought costume. So um, when my kids were younger, I made their costumes. Because I was, I was a stay-at-home mom. And so I bought I, – sorry, I made their costumes when they were younger. Now that they're older – um, no, we buy their costumes as, as they got older. And my dogs, we buy their costumes. Yes, I don't make their costumes. We bought, um, we have costumes for all of our dogs except for my older dog, uh, Samson, because he won't wear anything. But they wear, we have the same Mickey Mouse costume for, for Maggie Moo every year. And Buddy is usually a bat. So Aurora won't wear costumes for anything she, she would 
she would kill me. Um, and Wolverine is usually a Boy Scout because we have a little Boy Scout outfit for him. Of course we do. And Princess is usually a princess of some kind, some form or fashion. She is a Disney princess of some kind. I haven't decided what she's going to be this year. She probably won't be anything because we're not going to be here. But normally she's a princess. Right. Um, okay. So the next one is, do you wake up to music or do you wake up to your alarm beeping? I saw that. I want you to answer first. Oh, you want me to answer first? Yeah, because I, mine's a little weird. <laughs> Mine is, is the alarm beeping. So um, I have an alarm set every day. And I will say, and just as an example, in the last six months, I have woken up to my alarm once. I am one of those weirdos who wakes up due to anxiety about 30 minutes before my alarm goes off. And cannot fall back asleep. So I you think you're going to miss the alarm. Yes. Um, I do have an alarm set and it's to beeping. It's not to music only because I don't want to spend the time setting it to music when I know I'm not going to have to turn it off. So, yeah, I'm one of those people who I hear the alarm and I'm thinking, damn it. You snooze though too, don't you? I do. I am also one of those people that hit snooze about 12 times before I get out of bed. It drives my husband absolutely crazy. The wife does, and I know that she has to work in the morning, and I don't. So she, I will wake up 30 minutes before her alarm goes off and be scrolling through Facebook, and I will be the person that tells her about six, six snoozes in, like, enough's enough. Yeah, it drives my husband absolutely crazy. And I used to wake up to music and then he would get so irritated that he wouldn't like whatever song it is that I was I was on at that time. So he's like, no more music. Baby because cat, I would snooze it. Baby cat has her alarm set to music now. I'm wondering how she figured that out. But um, it went off. It was in the living room this morning. And as I was getting out of the shower, it was going off. And I was like, what is that? But she figured it out. So, yeah, I just I. I could wake up to Alexa. I can't because I've I programmed her to tell me good night every night. So I could probably I know I could program her to wake me up. Her telling you good morning. I could, but me and my husband get up at separate times of the day, so I would hate for her to go off about the morning and it's not his morning to get up <laughs> early. So yeah, that's why I haven't set Alexa to tell me good morning. I'm but, sure you can um, figure it out how to tell it just on the days that it's not. I'm sure. I just haven't. I just haven't figured out how to tell her that yet, <laughs> but um, yeah, it is. I, and I am one of those people where, and a lot of times I'm like, the alarm will go off and I'll be like, is that the alarm? Why is it? Why is there a noise? A noise is going why? off. Yeah. yeah. Like why, why is there a noise? You know? So, um, and it was funny over the weekend we were out of town and our alarm, we forgot to turn off our alarms and we we're like, gosh, darn it. Right. So mine's only set through Monday through Friday, unless I know that I have to wake up for the weekend. Still, it doesn't matter. I will wake up. I'll probably wake up 30 minutes before uh, the wife's alarm goes off just because I know when she has to go to work and I'm anxious that she's not going to make it to work. So it's, it's unfortunately a double-edged uh, sword and also part of the reason why I nap so regularly. So... My dog, my oldest one is um, elderly. And so she can't make it the whole night without going to the bathroom. So it's like having a toddler. And I must admit on the days that she gets me up, like at 2 a.m., I'm like, yes, Aurora, perfect time to pee. Yes. On the days that she gets me up 15 minutes before my God bless alarm is supposed to go off. So mad. I'm like, Aurora, really? Can we not hold it for 15 more minutes? <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry, but really. Um, I wish my dog, my older dog would actually wake me up to let me know that he needs to go. He did. He doesn't sleep with us often. He did last night and he actually woke me up by whining to let me know. Usually he sleeps with either in the living room or he sleeps with baby cat. He doesn't have accidents in baby cat's room at all, but he will wake her up. And I feel like that deters her, you know, growth and excellence and whatever. If he's in the living room, he's going to go into the laundry room where it's, it's tile guys. I promise you. And this is going to sound disgusting, but at 13, he's going to have his little accident right next to the cat litter box. And we're just going to have to bleach the heck out of it every morning. Um, Those Aurora will sit by my, like on the floor right next to where my head is and whine. 
and if, and like I'm I'm used to the sound so I can hear and I'm like okay okay and I always look at my watch to see what time it is and I'm like damn it. do you realize do you realize what time it is but when it's 2 a.m. I'm like yes let's go pee baby <laughs> let's, let's get this done and on the days where she wakes me up 15 minutes before I take him out and I lay back in bed for a little bit and I'm usually late but that's okay because you wonder what I'm one of those people I need those eight to ten hours yeah truly like I usually am too it's been that's a whole other podcast about how much that I is that so that is a whole other podcast about our sleep schedules but anyway so thank you everybody for joining us today I had a lot of fun with this episode me too yes and um thanks for listening and sharing and um we'll talk to you guys we'll talk to you guys next week thanks and have a wonderful week guys bye bye bye